The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So if anybody turned the game off at uh, halftime... We thought this was a better idea. We thought that after they walked into that tunnel at halftime, it was just simply not worth waiting the next 30 minutes of game time and then, you know, however long in real time to get to the end of the show to give our reaction to whatever it is that is going on right now. So let's run through all the standard stuff. Welcome in. I'm Jess Taylor. I'm here as always with Shane Half and Rachelle is behind the glass with us as well. BGN Instant Reaction Show, but we decided we were going to call the Audible and go a little bit rogue this week to um, bring you in now instead of post-game because I don't think – what percentage? 70% of people are going to make it until the end? No, not even that many. <laughs> it's. I mean, that. yeah, 70 might be a conservative number. So welcome in to, to vent with us and figure out – where we are because what was okay so what was your like obviously the best case scenario for today was eagles go out win dallas loses to the commanders somehow they managed to get the two seed win the division etc um what was the like what were you walking into this game thinking okay this is the scenario that i am imagining walking out with and how different is it based on where you are currently? Well, I picked the Giants to win this game earlier in the week. So uh, I didn't think it would be this bad, uh, but I kind of felt like the team was in full meltdown. So, you know, there's there is choosing not to play your starters because you think Dallas is probably not going to lose. MetLife is terrible. So, you know, we're just going to take the five seed take a bye week, hit the playoffs healthy. You could do that. There is choosing to play your starters, and then A.J. Brown gets injured, and you're like, oh, no, 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 let's get him out of here. Then there is your quarterback dislocating his finger, putting him back into the game, and subsequently pulling him, not because you're afraid guys might get hurt, but because you're getting beat so bad by the 5-11 and 11 New York Giants that you can't fathom coming back. And that's where this team, this playoff team, is at right now. Uh, that they are losing so badly to one of the worst teams in the NFL that they could not only couldn't fathom coming back, they pulled their starters, they brought in the backups, 
And on the first play, said backup throws an interception because it was the most predictable play call in the world. Because if we go empty, we're throwing a quarterback screen or running the football with our quarterback. Um, you know, I'm just glad that the Eagles are so dedicated to being unpredictable on defense that they have a first round edge rusher running 30 yards downfield in coverage because they're not predict they're not committed to being unpredictable on offense at all. So. I think that's pretty much the whole gauntlet of where I'm at with this game. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, I didn't think they would lose. And I certainly didn't think it would be this epic of a collapse. When was the last time anything in the history of the world collapsed this badly? <sighs> like, this is, ne- this is next level. I don't, like, I went into this week thinking... They could lose this game, go into the playoffs, be a first, you know, a one and done team in the playoffs. And I don't think Nick Sirianni loses his job. There were several reports that came out from Adam Schefter and other guys this week saying, you know, Nick Sirianni's job is not in jeopardy. He's not in the hot seat in any capacity. How much does that first two quarters change that? Uh, I think it's got to change it quite a bit. Um, Well, let me let me rephrase that. I don't know that it changes it because you shouldn't be pinning it onto half of a game, but it should be pretty revealing as to what should have already been happening behind the scenes, in my opinion. And especially when you look at it in the sense of, you know, obviously you already mentioned AJ Brown gets hurt. Jalen hurts, you know, dislocates his finger whatever. Um, You know, you go into the game without Devontae Smith. You hear earlier today that DeAndre Swift isn't playing due to an illness and then A.J. Brown goes down. So you are out here with Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, Rashad Penny, who is active today for the first time since week four, maybe, when there was the random. No, no, no. Remember, they made him active last week to give him zero snaps so they could deactivate Bradley Roby and Avante Maddox's first game back. You forgot that one. Yes, excuse me. I forgot that Rashad Penny was the beneficiary of that Bradley Roby inactivity. That's my mistake. Didn't didn't play, mind you, so I can yeah, see how you forgot. Yeah, it doesn't didn't really make a difference. But so you know, that's you, what you're looking at from a running back perspective. And then you're working with Julio Jones, Alameda Zacchaeus, and Quez Watkins as your wide receivers. And um, you see what this offense looks like without AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and DeAndre Swift, obviously as well. I mean. Everything you need to know about this game today is the Eagles scored zero points in the first half. They had zero yards in the second quarter, and um, their best player of the day was Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell in the first quarter had five carries for 53 yards. That's 10.6 yards per carry. In the second quarter, now that A.J. Brown's out, so we've got no receivers, uh, he did not have a touch until the final drive when he got an 11-yard carry. But prior to that final drive, the Eagles ran 14 plays for negative three yards with two interceptions as the Giants pushed a three-point lead to a 24-point lead and Gainwell never touched the ball. I mean, this comment is so accurate. Like, I mean, just I, the, the back half, this has been the worst-case scenario. This is, this is beyond worst-case scenario. Like this is, you you want to, you, and it's be, only because 
the collapse has been so bad. If this was just a week 18 game and they had already locked up their playoff spot and done everything they needed to do with the last, you know, five weeks or so, they get down, you know, 24 nothing to the Giants because they're not really trying and they pull everybody. You're like, ah, whatever, I'll turn the game off at halftime and I'll pour myself a drink and have a lovely little evening and probably watch the Golden Globes instead of Sunday Night Football because nothing really matters and you're going to get ready for your playoff game. This is, I mean, how how are we supposed to turn this around and go to play a play, play an away playoff game this this week? Like, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know where I go from here as a 28 year old fan sitting in my basement. Where do the players and co- like how do, I don't even have words. How do we turn around from here? How collectively? Um, oh God, I I don't think you do Jess. i'm over here i'm actually doing a mock draft right now on my other monitor while we're recording this show <laughs> i think that's how you turn it around oh my god how did we get here they were 10 and 1 and we knew and here's the thing right like we were all sitting here and we we had this conversation it was, it was very you know a lot of foreshadowing in some of our conversations that we had on this show talking about they were 10 and one and we were still miserable. We were still angry. We were still, you know, there was a certain level where we were like, yeah, okay. We yelled and screamed, but at the end of the day, they're 10 and one. We've got to just pack it up and, and hope they keep winning. Right. And then it was like, you know, they didn't have this identity, the whole thing. And we said several times, yeah, new coordinators, you know, some turnover on, on you know, player personnel, et cetera, et cetera, still trying to find their identity. But if the more weeks we kept saying that it's like, Okay, but how long do we give them this? Oh, they're, you know, new coordinators, didn't play in preseason, yada, yada, yada. How long do we do this until we're like, shit, this is actually a problem and an issue? And, you know, November 26th, they're, you know, coming off a, a phenomenal overtime win against the Buffalo Bills. They look fine you're you're excited you're you're and you're like all right we can we can limp to the end of the season here and they have just melted down and this is true 11 and 6 was a reasonable prediction for the season you told us in september they're going to be 11 and 6 and heading into the playoffs you're like okay this has been you almost i don't even want to say this out loud but like i feel like there's a part of people that almost wish they were 6 and 11 and not even going into the playoffs because it's just it's even is it more painful is not making the playoffs less painful than what we might see next week well i mean we do have to point out that the team the eagles are about to play next week the buccaneers uh struggled to beat the two and whatever carolina panthers they beat them nine to zero today so it could be a real barn burner in tampa next weekend i maybe here's you know what this is the silver lining they're going to get the worst, worst time slot now. Saturday right? game? Saturday, first game? Probably. Has to be. Right? Great. Sign me up. No issues whatsoever. Sign me up for the early game on Saturday. Get it out of the way. Let me be done. Sold. That is the silver lining. Because of how bad... Tampa Bay, how bad the NFC South is. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers locked up the NFC South with a 9-0 victory over the freaking Carolina Panthers. And we see the Eagles, whatever they are. Um, oh, my buddy Chris. We went to college together and learned that like years later after he started watching our shows and stuff. And I love that he just jumps on because he knows that I am just going to ramble. Um, 
Anyway, that could be the silver lining. This mess, Buccaneers, give them the worst slot, but it's actually the most beneficial slot for us as human beings because no one wants to stay up late and watch a game and possibly be upset. So that actually might work out nicely. Yeah. I, yeah, you know what? This isn't a preview show, but you know what? You know what team blitzes? Uh, so the Giants blitz at the second highest rate in the NFL. You know what team is third? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles loves to blitz him a quarterback. Uh, well, yeah, he does. <laughs> and you know, the, I think, I think, I, I'm not the smartest guy but I've been picking up on something as I've watched film. I think the Eagles might struggle to beat the blitz. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers have some blitzes uh, for the Eagles next week. Now, hopefully the Eagles have realized this about themselves today and maybe they can put something in to help with that. But because it was totally unforeseen that Wink Martindale was going to blitz, but Todd Bowles, everybody knows he likes to blitz. Surely the Eagles will have something ready. Well, you think that, and um, we thought surely the Eagles can't completely collapse and melt down today, but here we are. I don't even know what the score is anymore. I didn't even turn the game. Like, I have a TV right here. I well, didn't even turn Jess, it on the Eagles' opening drive of the second half, they got down into field goal range and had a fourth and eight from the 39-yard line and then took a delay of game and punted rather than kicking a field goal. So that's where we're at. Um didn't even after the delay of game, it would have been a 60 yard field goal. And surely Jake Elliott has never hit a 60 yard field goal. Surely not against the giants before. Um, I mean, at least give my guy, Jake Elliott, a chance to pad some stats up here. No, I don't even want Jake Elliott to set foot on that MetLife turf. Don't ever, <laughs> don't even let him go. Protect I, him if at they all, score costs. A touch, all costs. They score a touchdown. They better go for two point conversion. I don't want to see Jake Elliott walk out onto that field. I don't even care. Wait, I wait, don't want to see but he's got to do the kickoff after a touchdown. You know what? Don't even score. Stay zero points. I think Just they might be able to do that. They might be able to pull that off. Yeah. Who's their emergency kicker? I, I don't even care. Let Nick Sirianni go out and kick. I don't care. Anybody. <laughs> Jess, Jess says, put Nick Sirianni on the MetLife turf. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But <laughs> like, I mean, kind of. Ah. I just, ugh. It's so, oh, it's just Yeah, so that's right. Eagles Guru says Britton Covey is the emergency kicker. Get the backup emergency kicker. Yeah, backup Don't emergency Don't put Britton kicker. Covey on the turf. Nope, Go, nope, nope, not up. doing it. Put Quez Watkins can be the Penny emergency kick. kicker. Can Rashad Penny kick? I don't know. He can't run or block. Maybe he can he kick. He definitely can't block. I will say, if there is one thing that I know for a fact that Kenny Gainwell can do and you can he can be relied upon, it is to pick up a blitz as best he can and put his body on the line for Jalen Hurts. Matt Patri- put Matt Patricia on the MetLife turf. Matt, Matt, Matt Patricia was the backup emergency defensive coordinator, and we all saw how that worked out. Uh, yeah, we could put him on the MetLife turf and send Sean Desai down there with him. I am so unwell. And like, oh my God, I just didn't think it was going to be this bad. No, no. Yeah. I, oh. I, I said, I, I usually live tweet the games. Uh, and I said after halftime that I'm not going to live tweet anymore. I'm moving this week. I closed on a house on Friday and we're moving. Congratulations. We're, thank you. And we're good news on the podcast. We're a good, yeah. you know, 
smiles and something happy. And so we're moving on Thursday. So I'm going to use the second half after we wrap the show here to go box some stuff up. Excellent. And I hope that that's not only useful for getting me moved on time, but is also a metaphor for what the majority of this coaching staff will be doing eight days from now. So that's, that's just, as I pack things, I'm just going, cause I hate packing as oh, I pack worst. things, I'm just going to envision, okay, this isn't my office that I'm boxing up. This is Nick Sirianni's office that I'm boxing up. And then I'm going to go into the bathroom and be like, you know what? This isn't my bathroom. I'm just going to pretend that this is Matt Patricia's office that I'm boxing up. And I think it'll really help me out. So but this is probably just a for me thing. But if there's anybody else out there listening and you're moving this week, try that. I think it's a productivity hack that will really help us out. I think this will be the most efficient and fastest pack job you will ever accomplish in your life. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, this might be a bad tip because I might just start throwing things in trash bags and breaking things. And that's not the goal. That's not what we're going for. So I'll, I'll strike yeah. a fine line there. No, I, I, yeah, don't do that. But you know, I, uh, no. And it's so bad because, so my, my, uh, best friend, she, uh, is married to a, a Giants fan and they have been together for, nine years now and they started dating in 2014 to almost 10 years so it's almost 10 years and um in the last 10 years if you recall how the majority of these eagles giants matchups have gone it has been a i have relentlessly just relentlessly tormented this man for the last 10 years Completely, totally. And so every time we would, he would come and we would go to an Eagles-Giants game from across the stadium, I would just text him a middle finger emoji for each touchdown that the Eagles scored. And so I've, you know, we have a large group text and, you know, he was with all, the, it's him and then all the Eagles fans. We get a, my oh my, this group's awfully quiet today. How's everyone doing on this fine Sunday afternoon? Wanted to make sure no one lost service in this area code. I will say that if there is one thing about today, I do, I, I think I almost appreciate that he gets to return the favor a little bit because it has been relentless for him for the last 10 years. So silver lining, I, my, my friend gets to feel good for, for a couple of days. Also, did you see the uh, image of the, uh, there was some sort of dog activity pregame on the MetLife turf and there was just, I mean, dog crap all over the MetLife turf as well, just in addition to how terrible of a turf it was. I did not see that. Just adding to the insult to injury over here. Um, if you do, also, if you do want your friend to feel good, don't point out to them that this is going to cost them valuable draft positioning. But <laughs> you don't have to tell them that. Just let them have their moment. Yeah, he's. We'll let him have his moment, and then next year when Danny Dimes comes back because they're paying him forty million dollars, it'll just you know go right back to normal. Um, and uh, okay. What even happened? Did Cam, I guess Cam Jurgens got poked in the eye or something? Right. He's out. He's not coming back to the game. Um, Reed Blankenship with his groin injury caused by James Bradbury. Um, yeah. He is also well, out. Wasn't that like the, the defense finally gets a turnover and the guy that intercepted the pass, and I saw it. Like I saw his leg get pinned by Bradbury's at, at, as he made the interception the first time. I was like, Oh no, but the camera panned away. And then I was like, okay, maybe he's fine. And then it came back. It's like, nope, he's laying there. 
definitely got his foot caught. I mean, the good news is they don't think AJ tore his ACL. That is good news. That's good news on today. Hopefully Reed's fine. I hope, I mean, can Cam Jurgens play with an eye patch? Probably. Um, you don't need depth I, perception as an offensive lineman. It's not like you're catching passes. <laughs> you just need to be there. Yeah. I, I just, what do we even say from here? Here's a good, a good tweet. At least we got a meme out of this game. And that's true. Jalen hurts with his middle finger in the air. That. <laughs> Pretty much sums up where I am at the moment. I don't know about you. I just, I have no words. Yeah. I mean, I thought after last week I had no words. I really have no words right now. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, we've said it all. It's what we've been saying. It's what we've been saying for the last month and a half, except there was the caveat of there's still time. Maybe they can straighten it out. They are out of time. And it's as big of a mess as it's ever been. And they're going to go on the road in a playoff game against a guy that knows how to scheme up defense last week. And the Buccaneers are not a good football team, but the Eagles aren't a good football team either. And so it's, it's probably going to be a dogfight. and I don't know. We'll see what happens. Just the world's ugliest dogfight that no one watching it wants to be a part of like even remotely. Yeah. I like, and I remember the meme that we talked about early in the season where it's like the Eagle and it's like the phase of watching an Eagles game. And the first one is like, nice, my favorite team is playing. And then the whole middle is I'm going to kill myself. And the very end is nice. We won. Everyone has just cropped the image. So it's just, I'm going to kill myself with the Eagles logo. And I think that's also pretty much sums up where we all are right now too. Yeah. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Oh, should we see what Twitter's saying? Oh, yes. Let's. Oh, should we call Rachel and and see? I just, I just retweeted the tweet. I, I haven't even gone to look at it yet. I'm so scared to know what's going on under this tweet. How bad is it? Oh, it's bad. Yeah. That's no surprise whatsoever. Um, 
the first one that popped out for me, everybody's saying they turned the game off at this point. So at least we knew that. Shout out to you guys for being like, yeah, let's go early because nobody's watching this utter disaster anymore. Well, um, three of us would be chatting at 7.30. Yeah. <laughs> no friends. It would just be us. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has definitely checked out. Uh, somebody said Cancun seems nice. Pretty damn defeated. Annoyed. Disgusted. Frustrated. Tanking too late. Fire everyone, please. I'm not watching. Fire them all. Butts for coaches. Nightmare never ends. I love the staying power of butts for insert thing here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there are multiple butts for yeah, coaches. That goes, that goes so I remember the initial, I remember the first time that came up on a post game show back when Kiston Solak did it. Yes. And we had butts for hands for, uh, uh, what was this? Nigel Bradham dropped like two interceptions against the Panthers. Like I remember that <laughs> I tweeted that as three words, like several times throughout the next season or two. Never thought I would actually be on a BGN post game show where people are still carrying that on in the comments. I love it. Yes. Okay. You just got to feel Eagles scored 24, three come back is on. You guys turn the game back on. No shot. There's no shot. I have never turned off an Eagles game in my life. I have never turned off and walked away from an Eagles game until today. This is the first time I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, what is there to see? I don't want to watch it. Marcus Mariota? No, thank you. No, thanks. No, yeah. I'd rather not. And I said, turned on Netflix. I, I did tweet. <laughs> one, right. one of my New Year's resolutions was self-care, and this is this falls right under that category. Turning the Eagles off in this situation falls under that. So I'm really just sticking to my new year's resolution. Yeah. That's really, yeah. let them stress you out. You know, it's, they're going to give, I like, I had like two pimples pop up last week and I'm inclined mm -hmm. to blame the Philadelphia Eagles for that. Yeah. Um, would love to not do that again. I had, week. I had the flu last week and I'm going to blame that on the Eagles too. You should just, yeah. Yeah. You should. I, I'm pretty sure I got it watching the game. Now I got it from my wife who was watching it on the couch next to me. <laughs> not at the game but it's the eagles fault yeah definitely I, yeah no 100 percent the eagles fault um my personal favorite under this uh tweet the three words is bucks by 30 i, I saw that one too <laughs> i know we talked about like in the past and i think you guys have actually talked about this on your individual shows that you guys do for the week um nick seriani and whether or not he should be fired. Um, and so, of course, a lot of people are in the comments talking about, you know, how he's definitely on the hot seat. Do you mm -hmm. guys think that it's going to happen? I mean, do you think it will realistically happen? And at this point of where we're at, is he deserving? Like, should he be fired? I would, I would have said before this game that no, he won't be fired. Yeah. Um, We'll see what happens next weekend. If they go out next weekend and it's as embarrassing as this, I think it's a very real possibility. Uh, I I don't think it ends up happening, but check in with me after next week. Uh, but yeah, I'm done. Like the you cannot you you cannot come into a game against a team you know is just going to blitz you and still have zero answers. Like this is a, it's it's. And it's a systematic failure from the top down. And the Eagles cannot allow Nick Sirianni to scapegoat Brian Johnson. This is Nick Sirianni's offense. The issue starts with Nick Sirianni. 
the issues defensively start with Nick Sirianni's over-reliance on not giving up big plays. It's how he's roster. I mean, throw a dart, you hit somebody who it's their fault. But uh, I, I think that you almost just need to burn it down and start over. If you, what I said last week was, or leading up to this game was, the only reason that I see him gone is if Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, and Jalen Hurts all walk into Howie Roseman slash Jeffrey Lurie's office and say, I'm done with his flower, root growing, watering the plant BS. I've had enough. I don't want to listen to it anymore. I'm done. If those three guys or any combination of those three guys and, you know, whatever of these, you know, we always talk about how the Jason Kelsey, the Lane Johnson, the Fletcher Cox, the Brandon Graham, we don't know how many of those four are going to be done and call it after this year. But any of those that are planning on returning that, you know, this organization really values any of them as well, come in and say, I'm done get rid of them or I'm, or I'm really out. You have a chance to keep me and I'll stay around or stick it out for another year with someone new, possibly, you know, anything like that. That was where kind of my thought was that's when he would be gone. But I mean, you see that. I think, you know, obviously the world really kind of appreciated what AJ Brown said about Nick sort of falling on the sword for the players a lot and that they really appreciate that. But I think you also are seeing why they're doing those they're you know changing the plays in the, in the last minute and deciding to go rogue when they are because they don't they don't trust it at all so you hear the report come out that aj brown called a players only meeting with the messaging of we need to trust in our coaches and you see when you don't have the talent of guys like Devonte smith and aj brown out there to bail you out of these certain situations you see what's going on so I don't, I think it's, I mean, with you, Shane, I think if they go out and they completely embarrass themselves next week, like they're doing currently, I think it's way more of a real possibility than, than I did a week ago. Yeah. I, I also would want to know what some of those players think, because like, I don't trust anything that coaches say to the media. I also don't trust what players say to the media. Like I initially feel better after you know, hearing what AJ Brown says in his deal, but I, who knows? I mean, who knows what's actually true. And, and I don't really want him playing that out in the media, go sit down with Howie and Jeffrey and talk about it and figure it out, but it's got to change. And if that means that you fire everybody do it because nobody outside of Jeff Stoutland should be safe. Uh, and if you truly think, if you truly think that Nick Sirianni can turn this around next year, then have him sit down and explain what a hot route is. And if he can do that too, then we sign off on it and we move forward. But I just think like, you just can't watch this and think that anybody's there's, there's players not executing, which certainly happens a lot right. on this team. There's also players not even remotely being put in a position to succeed. And that's every snap of every game. Like there's nothing that is easy for this team. Nothing that is made easier by any coaching decision on this team. The only coaching decision anybody's made in the last two months that made anything easier for this team 
was lining up to do a tush push. That's it. Like there is nothing else innovative. There is nothing else that's designed to make things easy. It's just go run this vanilla scheme that everybody knows what's coming and just execute right and it'll work. Trust me. And they don't trust them. That's the problem. And it wouldn't work that's if they the did. You were here. I wouldn't. <laughs> no yeah, not, why would you? Yeah. It's, I mean, um, someone trusts them, though, because they've opened as one and a half point favorites for their what? matchup with the Buccaneers. So there's that. Well, the Buccaneers did struggle with the two win Panthers today. So. I mean, at this point, I would just be like, if I'm Vegas, I'm just like, you know what? We're not even going to put anything out for this game. May the odds be ever in your favor, not ours. We, <laughs> we are definitely headed for an Eagles 7-6 win over the Buccaneers. So we've got to pretend to be excited about going to San Francisco in the divisional round. That's where we're headed. That is nauseating. <laughs> that just makes me want to jump off a tall building. I just, I am, I am mine. I, I have no words. I have nothing left. Like, wh what am I, how am I supposed to function tomorrow like a normal human knowing that this just happened? With a good night's sleep because at least this wasn't an 820 game. Yeah, very oh good. When this came out at 425, yeah. I was like, let's go. And look, it's only 643. It's not even 7 o'clock yet. Nope. I get to help with bath time and everything Aww. for this 4 o'clock game. Love it. It was a good decision. I just, if the defense held the Bucks to six, I'd be ecstatic. They can't hold anyone to anything. Okay, so realistically, we'll wrap, we'll wrap it with this. Realistically, what do you think we're going to see from the Eagles? A, this week, just sort of what comes out of this game. And B, genuinely, what do you think we're going to see from, from this playoff game on Saturday? Which, assuming it's Saturday. Yeah. I mean, hopefully these injuries are not serious. Like, that's, like, the priority right now. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> the amount of players that we're dropping today is ridiculous. So I think that's, like, the priority um, throughout the week so far is going to be making sure everybody is, like, good to go and healthy come next week against the Bucs. Yeah. And just a note with that as things are going. So Jason Kelsey has grabbed his helmet and may have to go back in with Landon Dickerson, who went in for Cam Jurgens, who went in for Kelsey. Okay, so I think Landon Dickerson so – Cam Jurgens is hurt. I think Landon Dickerson just got hurt. So Jason Kelsey might actually have to go back in. Oh. Which is not great. Just put Quez okay. Watkins at center. <laughs> there you, go. you know what? Is what's Ezekiel Elliott doing? Can he come play center for a few minutes? Bring um, him in. All right. That works for me. <laughs> I am always so positive. And so, like, I'm good to count on to be positive in these situations. And I don't think I have it in me right now. Like, I, I just, I, I, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna get embarrassed on Saturday. Like, I don't see any way this team just like pulls it together. How do you, you don't pull it together from here? No. In addition to everyone being hurt now. No, you I don't. just continue to be like, how did we get here? You know, like how this, did we how get did we <laughs> the last five weeks, five weeks? Yeah. Last like four or five weeks. It's just been a nightmare. I don't know. What is it? They lost five of six. 
Well, this will be five of six. If it loses, yeah. this will be yeah. five of six. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. And then this is, you know, goodbye. We're done. Right. We're right this is it. Yep. Giants fan here just checking in. What's up? We are miserable. Exactly. Um, Enjoy Daniel Jones next season. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on six and 11, not going to the playoffs. Daniel Jones is $40 million contract. And you just screwed your draft position. Go birds. That's all I got. Shane, what do you realistically think Ugh. for Saturday? I don't know. I, I, I think at this point after this game, it's pretty hard to pick the Eagles going on the road to Tampa. I think the Tampa defense is going to run circles around the Eagles offense. And you would like to say that the Tampa offense has been struggling. And so it could be a defensive game, but the Eagles defense, right. I said last week, I don't think there's a team with a backup quarterback that I feel like they could stop. So uh, yeah, if I had to pick the game right now, I would pick the Buccaneers to win. Um, I may come off of that by the time we get there. I may tuck myself into it one more time. Uh, but yeah, I, I right now, if I had to pick, I would take the Buccaneers and definitely take the Buccaneers in the point and a half. Well, I like the decision that we made today. I'm so glad we didn't have to sit and watch the third quarter or the fourth quarter because I got the notification from the Eagles app that says one quarter left to go. Jake Elliott gets the Eagles on the board. Stop oh it. My gosh. Stop it. Hey. Get out of my face. I'm so happy to be talking to you two as opposed to watching the game. And all of our plenty of friends that came in and joined us for this random third quarter reaction because it was so necessary. The Eagles are getting their asses kicked for the, you know, fifth week in a row. I They have a playoff game on Saturday, unfortunately, but – I mean, thank you to everyone for joining us early. I'm so glad that we made this decision. Really glad that we had everybody here to vent with us. It really therapeutic as always to try to get this out of our system. But make sure you're paying attention to everything happening on BGN this week. There is going to be plenty coming out for you to comb through written as well as on the on the podcast. So make sure you're subscribed everywhere. Leave a five-star rating, written review. Thank you for joining us for the BGN Instant Reaction Show. As always, we will be back next week whenever it is that the Eagles play. Again, fingers crossed for the early game because obvious reasons. But for myself, Shane and Rachel, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We will see you next week. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go birds.